what do Joe Biden and our republic have in common? They're both dying. Only I'm really, I'm really only interested in saving one of them. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And we'll get to Joe Biden's coughing fit in just a minute and why he's, uh, why he doesn't seem to have recovered fully from his COVID or whatever else is, um, is ailing him. And that could be, I mean, that could be a lot of things. But first, I want to get back to what happened at Mar-a-Lago. We're getting more and more information. And man, is it scarier and scarier? I have to be honest with you. If you thought on the initial reports that this was some kind of banana republic regime taken over, and that does seem to be the buzzword of the day, banana republic, which, by the way, a lot of folks think is just an overpriced place to buy tight pants, which is true. You know, that's, I mean, banana republic, it's very expensive and the pants are tight. Uh, you know, and I go in there and I say, I'm a 34. And then I try on a 34. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't I can't even. Why are they making these? I never understood that about Banana Republic. If they wanted me to shop there, they should make the sizes bigger. Like, for example, I should if I'm a 34 or a 33, they should cut a 32 to fit me. So I go, wow, I want to shop at Banana Republic more because at Banana Republic, I'm a 32. But evidently they don't want they don't want, you know, fatties like me shopping there because they make the 34s a 32. So you've got to really, yeah, I don't, and that doesn't matter. That's neither, it's neither here, here nor there. The, the banana republics that everyone's referring to is a, uh, is a, a third world type nation where there is corrupt dictatorial rule, where whoever the president or presidente in this case uh, would be, it not only controls the country, but also controls the police department and uses them not to enforce the laws of said nation or republic, but to just, you know, do their bidding and punish their political enemies and make sure that their elections are fixed, all that kind of stuff. And it seems like instead of, and this is very, this is very distressing because the United States was always supposed to be that beacon of hope. It was supposed to be the, the shining example of exemplary leadership, freedom, all that stuff, liberty. And now it seems like instead of looking at those other countries and saying, be more like us, let the people decide freedom is good. Liberty is good. Law and order works great. Instead of doing that, it, what, se- what it seems like is like the, now the United States or its leadership are looking at countries like El Salvador and Venezuela and Colombia and going, you know, that corruption that they've, Mexico even, the corruption that they've got there, that looks pretty good to us. We're going to import it here to the United States of America. And that seemed, that's problematic. It's not supposed to go that way. We are supposed to export democracy, freedom, capitalism, and our Republican ideas uh, to other countries that are war torn and and, you know, overtaken by these by these dictatorial tyrants. Instead, Joe Biden and Barack Obama and everyone else is looking at them going, wow, you know what? That Cuba had a good thing going under Castro. We should do that. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Joe Biden rolled out next time in an army Jeep wearing fatigues and smoking a Cuban cigar. Actually, I would be a little surprised because I think Joe Biden if the guy is still even alive is uh, no, he, he shouldn't be smoking because his lungs are probably he gave a speech, man. And I'll, I'm going to play the audio. I have the audio here. Uh, I'm going to play the speech. I'm going to play the audio right here, as a matter of fact, because he's just still coughing and hacking through his speech. And this is just a couple days after COVID. Listen to this. Backbone of our economy <laughs> was hollowed out. We let semiconductor manufacturing go overseas. And as a result, today, we barely produce 10% of the semiconductors. <coughs> Excuse me. Despite being the leader in chips design as well as research. He's hacking up a lung. He's stopping for water breaks. I mean, it's just, 
either. I think it was bad before and COVID just that definitely didn't do him any help. Um, I, you know, I feel like this is a guy with a lot of comorbidities and COVID may have pushed him over the edge. Now, the bad news is if anything happens to him, of course, we're stuck with Kamala Harris for a couple of years. Um, and I'd rather have I'd rather have a sick hacking Biden at the helm than any kind of than Kamala Harris in any in any kind of, uh, you know, in any kind of physical. Well, you know, it, it really at, in any way, shape or form. Um, and so that's where we are today. But uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So what ha- what's happening is Joe Biden is acting like Castro only without the fatigues, without the cigar, without the Jeep. But the way he's wielding his powers, man, the way he's going after his political enemies, the way the January 6th committee. And again, I keep in mind when I say Joe Biden, I mean, who's at, whoever's controlling Joe Biden. When I say Joe Biden, I don't mean the guy. I mean, the administration. And whoever is and whoever is, um, you know, ruling right now, whether it's Barack Obama in the basement sitting in his sweats, whether it is whether it is, you know, uh, Ron Klain sitting in the Oval Office while Joe Biden's out where I mean, whoever's in charge, they're doing a bang up job of treating the country like their own like their own banana republic. Um, it's not just Donald Trump, by the way, and we'll get into what happened at Mar-a-Lago because there's a lot more information that you sh- that I mean, you're going to be shocked. You're going to be surprised. Nine hours they spent there to search a 3,000 square foot area. That's smaller than my house. You know, Donald Trump's area, I mean, Mar-a-Lago is huge, but their warrant was for the personal private area and the private offices of Donald Trump. Nine hours they spent searching. They took like 15 boxes. They cracked open the safe and they poked through Melania's dresses. I don't know what they were looking for. Maybe some of the FBI agents, you know, maybe they, maybe they're, maybe some of the FBI agents uh, identify as, women and they were like oh let's go look at let's go look at melania's wardrobe i don't know but something else happened yesterday uh fbi seized the cell phone of representative scott perry from pennsylvania this is from breitbart chairman of the house freedom caucus said the fbi seized his cell phone just one day after the raid on former president donald trump's home perry was approached with a warrant for his cell phone by three fbi agents while he was traveling with his family on tuesday This morning, while traveling with my family, three FBI agents visited me and seized my cell phone, Perry said in a statement to Fox News. They made no attempt to contact my lawyer, who would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if that was their wish. He said, I'm outraged, though not surprised, that the FBI, under the direction of Merrick Garland's DOJ, would seize the phone of a sitting member of Congress. My phone contains info about my legislative and political activities and personal private discussions with my wife, family, constituents, and friends. None of this is the government's business. And that's shameful, you know, number one, and also probably illegal. And number two, it it goes to show what's going on with Mar-a-Lago. Nine hours they spent looking for 15 boxes, boxes that they knew where they were. I mean, this wasn't the first time the FBI had been there. They came by invitation in May. They looked through the boxes. They were looking for things. They were searching for the stuff that they needed. And they found what they wanted or what they were looking for. But then they came back with armed FBI agents and spent nine hours in the place cracking open safes, going through Melania's wardrobe. It's really insanity. And it's really it's really disturbing and devastating. And a couple of a couple of things need to be noted when you look at this. First of all, the lawyers for Donald Trump were not allowed to watch the search. They were not allowed to watch the search. They were not allowed to observe what was being taken. They were told to stand outside in the parking lot. And that means that the FBI had free reign over Donald Trump's house. If they wanted to put something in a box that wasn't there, if they wanted to insert some kind of evidence that wasn't there, if they wanted to go full conspiracy, I mean, they could have planted crack cocaine for all we know. They could have planted, 
you know, the gun that was used to murder, I don't know, somebody famous whose murder has never been solved. Maybe it was uh, maybe there was evidence of Donald Trump, uh, you know, working with Jeffrey Epstein, whatever it is they could have planted. And we would never know because there were no impartial observers. There were only the government agents, the thugs from the FBI that uh, Merrick Garland sent down there. And so that's really that's that's a sticking point. That's something that needs to be resolved. But the good news is in all of this, it seems that Americans are not happy. They're fed up. They don't like what Joe Biden's doing. They don't like what his administration's doing. They're not happy with the the uh, inflation. They're not happy with the government. They're not happy with the gas prices. They're not happy with the excessive spending. They're not happy with the 87,000 new IRS agents. And they're not happy that Joe Biden is acting like like Pol Pot with a stutter and a bad cough. They're not excited that Joe Biden is walking around using the Department of Justice to to preemptively stop a political rival from running for office. That is some that's exactly what's happening here. There's no other way to explain it. There's no crime committed. The investigation is not new. This is thuggery at its best, and it's meant to scare Donald Trump away or his supporters away from running. And I think what it's doing is the opposite. And I think the people that are going to be hurt, who you know who's really going to be hurt in this is Ron DeSantis. Because people who liked Ron DeSantis are now going to vote for Trump just out of spite. They're going to vote for Trump just to make a, a political statement. And that statement is, and this is a reason, this is a reason to vote for somebody. The, the, it, I mean, think about all the times in history that you've had, like, for example, Nelson Mandela was a political prisoner in jail and eventually rose to a, a position of extreme power, both uh, nationally and in South Africa and also internationally. Nelson Mandela went from political prisoner to president of the country. Donald Trump may be the first person ever to go from president of the country to political victim or political target you know, targeted by the FBI, targeted by the DOJ, targeted by the New York State Attorney's Office, targeted by just about everybody, targeted by the represent the House of Representatives, targeted by the January 6th committee. He's basically a political prisoner in his own home, and he could then rise to power again as president. That's what scares Joe Biden. That's what scares the Democrats. And every time they do something like this, if they really wanted Donald Trump to go away, they should just ignore him. But instead, look what they're doing. They don't learn their lesson. The reason Donald Trump won the first time is because they gave him round the clock free publicity on every cable news network there was round the clock free publicity on CNN, on MSNBC, on ABC, on NBC, free publicity on all their blog posts, the Huffington Post and the Hill and Politico and BuzzFeed. Everybody was talking about Donald Trump all the time for two years and he won. And the Democrats, not the brightest bulbs in the hallway, didn't learn their lesson. Instead, they're doing it all over again. They think they can bury Trump by giving him the same amount of free publicity that they've been giving him for years, the same amount of free publicity that catapulted him into a position of power in the first place. And if Donald Trump runs for office, he will win the primary. That's a given. He will be he will be the candidate to beat for the uh, Republican nomination and probably for the presidency in 2024. If Joe Biden runs against him, then you've got Joe Biden who manipulates his power, who uses his office as a as a personal political, you know, machine, uses the FBI as his personal political police department, uses the CDC to dictate unconstitutional things on landlords and people on airplanes and everybody else in this country, raises taxes, raises the gas prices, is hiring an army like a cadre of IRS agents who are armed, by the way, 
and uh, who are going to like just siphon through all of your stuff, man. Every no one's going to be no one's going to be free from IRS in, intrusion, except maybe except maybe the 50 Democrats in the Senate who voted for it. That's probably that's probably why Joe Manton and Kristen Sinema got on board with it. They're like, look, we're not going to audit you ever. Just vote for this thing. You never get audited. I think those are the first people that should be audited. I think when these 87,000 new IRS agents are hired, I think the first people they should audit are every single Democrat that voted for them to be hired. You know, start there. Start there. You know, show us, you know, lead by example. You wanted all these IRS agents? Great. Crack open your tax returns. Crack open your books. Show us your spending, Nancy Pelosi. Show us where where Paul got all that money for the drugs he had in his system when he got pulled over by the police. That's what we want to know. We want to know exactly where your money's going and why. I mean, if you're going to search our bank accounts, we should be able to search yours as well. But look, I think that this, as always, is going to have a negative consequence for the Democrats. I think that when people start to realize what exactly happened, how Trump's lawyers were frozen out of the search, how the uh, how the first lady's wardrobe was ransacked, how the safe was cracked open the arrogance of the uh, of the Department of Justice attorneys that were there when they start to hear nine hours, nine hours, the FBI wasted searching Donald Trump's house while Hunter Biden's house goes untouched, while uh, Jeffrey Epstein's black book is protected, while the Clintons walk the streets free with all the evidence that has been mounted against them. People are going to get fed up. They're going to get annoyed, both people on the left and the right. I mean, hell, even Andrew Cuomo, even Andrew Cuomo is uh, tweeting in, in Trump's defense, Andrew Cuomo, who hates Donald Trump, who himself has also been uh, a target of, of government, I guess, overreach, you would say. He tweeted out DOJ. DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6 investigations. And he's not wrong. The. The DOJ right now is the least credible organization we have. The FBI is the least credible law enforcement agency there is. There's no saving it. You want to, you know, forget ICE, forget AOC and her desire to defund ICE, forget the police departments in, in Portland and, and in Minneapolis. We need to defund the FBI stat because they've become super corrupt. The DOJ needs to be investigated and any and all of these actions need to stop immediately. Or, you know what? Keep doing them. Keep seizing the cell phones of uh, conservative representatives of Congress, members of the uh, members of the Freedom Caucus. You go ahead and do it. See where it gets you in November. Go ahead. Keep searching Donald Trump's private abode and his offices. And it's cracking open his safe, looking for stuff that, you know, not there. It isn't there. Go ahead and keep doing that. See how many people you push farther and farther to the right and see how many people look at Joe Biden and the Democrats and say, these thugs, these criminals, these bastards can't be in office anymore. And then uh, and then and then everybody goes uh, in November, hopefully to uh, to vote him out. That's where we are. That's where we've got to be. That's hopefully where we're going. We've got to save the republic. Joe Biden, eh, not so much, but the republic definitely needs saving. So keep listening and keep enjoying and keep sharing this podcast because uh, that's the only way that's the only way we're going to win.